Welcome to today's Sticks and Dirt KidMid podcast. It's a Christian-based kids ministry broadcast for the family of teachers, volunteers, and like creative soul winners, sharing experiences and experiments. by myself because of this quarantine and as most and many of you probably are or seem to be all by yourself out there uh this last few weeks uh naturally we've not been gathering together to do our podcast and apparently i've become so bored at my house all by myself during the day while my wife's at work that i feel the need to regurgitate some stuff on the Kidman podcast today, so thanks for joining me. This won't be a whole lot of content here, but I do want to address something today that uh, I think um, will be relevant to us, and I'm going to be outright honest with you. I've not done a lot of research on this because that is the experimenting part of our podcast. We uh, share our experiences and experiments with you in kid ministry, and this is in real time as for me and uh, in my kid ministry right now. And so uh, I'm at my house, uh, not at our church uh, podcast studio, so you may hear my dogs bark after a while. I have four dachshunds here, and they're taking a nap here right behind me on their little bed, and and you may even hear my dishwasher machine behind me. Uh, however, it is a quiet machine. It, you may pick up on it here and there as it runs through its cycles. So uh, here we go today. Uh, thanks for being with us. SNDKidman.com is our website. And we're starting to add a little bit more stuff to that up on our resource page up there. Nothing's really complete yet. But if you go up there and look on our resource tab, uh, you might see uh, some little changes that started to take place. And uh, on there, I'm starting to gather all my Kidman resources and put everything there and build it up uh, that I've done collectively. I'm shutting down some other websites I've had up and uh, bringing all the resources here for you guys. And uh, hopefully to put up some uh, content for stuff you guys to take for free and stuff to, uh, to help buy and um, help me uh, experience some fruit of my labors out there that I've done down all my life working with Kid Ministry. And uh, again, SNDKidman.com is the website, and be glad if you go there and check that out and help us out there a little bit. Uh, give us some feedback on our uh, podcast, on our social media, on Instagram and uh, Facebook. We really appreciate that. Again, the links are on the website. And uh, today our podcast is still available for free 
due to the quarantine. It is a uh, pandemic special for everyone here. Our podcasts are free right now, today only. So make sure you get one of those today. And uh, otherwise, after the pandemic, they'll be back for sale again at all major Target, Walmarts, uh, select Starbucks counters, and not at um, Golden Corrals. We're still sorry. Uh, we're not looking forward to selling our podcast at Golden Corral, but hey, you never know. So, um, and you can, oh, you can also buy our podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And uh, so, uh, if you want to call in on our, uh, Toll-free, nine-line, go right ahead. Uh, good luck on getting an answer, because I'm here by myself, and I doubt I'll be able to get to those calls. Uh, just dial nine or text nine, and uh, we'll try to take your comments or calls right here while we're live right now. Otherwise, once it becomes a podcast, uh, you probably won't get much of an answer. So, All right. Uh, take a drink of my coffee I just made here. Uh, BlackJarCoffee.com. Actually, it's not Black Jar Coffee. and. Uh, Hey, I'm brutally honest here. Um, I went and bought some coffee bean at a local cafe here that's struggling to stay open, and I'm supporting them. They're my favorite cafe. I love going to and bought some of their bean, and uh, I enjoy other flavors of coffee, but um, I'll be making some more black jar coffee here for myself this week uh, to put out back out there in the market. So, all right, enough of that. Let's go to uh, what I want to talk about today, uh, about... Being by yourself in kid ministry, I really have no idea where I'm going with this as far as a complete uh, scripted broadcast here. I'm just kind of throw some stuff out there and say, hey, maybe after this pandemic is over and they start releasing us to come back uh, to churches and um, we start our kid ministries back up again within our sanctuaries, uh, what's it going to be like? What is uh, how about the state mind the the status of, of our children coming back? What will it be like for them? And this is what I've been doing here the last couple of weeks is thinking about uh, trying to get my mind uh, how are our kids handling this? And there's there's a heads and a tails to it. There's two different sides, obviously. I don't have any children with me now. Mine are grown and married. So having children today with between the ages of five and twelve within our children's ministry platform. Uh, I don't have direct experience in my household anymore. So uh, I do have a grandson who's a year and a half. He's obviously, as you know, our, the world's youngest Kidman podcaster. Um, we put some stuff on from him on our Facebook page, by the way, too, and Instagram. Check it out. He gave his first lesson uh, taught on Zacchaeus. Uh, if you've not seen Justice Binge yet, it's a little one-minute video uh, his mom and dad put together. Uh, doing uh, him reading the story of Zacchaeus. Very entertaining and lightning, very charmful and delightful to watch. I just melts him. I brought it probably over a dozen times now and myself, and it uh, just never gets old. So check that out there. You'll see Justice Ben's reading his very first Kidman lesson uh, to us. We release it on Easter Sunday at our church and our uh, Connect Kid Media uh, Easter online program and shared it on Sticks and Dirt. So you want to check that out. And I just totally lost track of where I was going, and I just side-railed and chased the rabbit there. And uh, uh, Oh, okay, I don't have any children here at the house, so uh, I don't know how kids today are reacting to this um, pandemic and being shut in the house. And so I, I'm, I'm just gathering common sense, thought, common sense thoughts here and trying to think what they might be thinking. And before I go into that... 
this is what I am working on right now is I'm developing a a letter per se to send out to our the parents of our children in our church and send it out on messenger or whatever however we can get it out there and I want our parents uh to respond to me and give me some feedback without uh, asking the kids, just tell me what has been their observation, what's their experience, how are their kids handling this? And I want to hear directly from the parents. And I'm once I get this turned back in, for those who respond and help me out, I will come back here and share it with you and uh, let you know what, uh, what kids are really thinking about this. And so what I think and perceive what kids are thinking is probably nothing different than what you are. Uh, for, for those of you who don't have any kids in the house, I should say, for those of you who have children in your home, uh, you can definitely tell me one way or the other if I'm right or not. Uh, on one hand, perspective here, I'm, I'm looking at and thinking that our kids are probably um, looking at this shut-in as an extended school vacation. Uh, I believe a lot of kids are probably not even bothered by this pandemic. And, and the reason I'm going this whole thing today is because none of us have been here before. I, I don't care how long you've been online with your kid ministry program resources or your online kids church, how old you are. None of us have been here before. And none of us have experienced uh, working in children's ministry in this. So every one of us are on the same level. Uh, as far as you know, what to do? We're all just we're all just taking our best shots here in the dark and just doing what sounds and feels best to do. And we're uh, I have to say this on a positive note: the amount of creativity that is erupting from us today is phenomenal, and it continues. I believe I we mentioned that on our, uh, one of our last two podcasts before we kind of disbanded for sure. Uh, you know, for a good while here. Um, and so I believe the amount of creativity out there that has erupted online is uh, just phenomenal. And uh, for those, probably the people that didn't think they were creative are now discovering how creative they can be and putting stuff online and uh, interacting and, and, and doing things with kids um, like never before. Even parents are doing stuff. Um, so... I, I I wonder if some of these kids today are just basically, you know, playing more games, being online constantly, uh, you know, and just enjoying this. Obviously, they are not affected the way us adults are. A lot of us adults, for those of us who are not financially prepared... Or, or whatever, you know, there's a lot more stress going on there in the family, in the household. Uh, that, and for those parents that are on furlough or no longer have a job, or you parents out there, God, God help you that you just started a business or ventured out on your own and this happened to you. Uh, I used to run a storefront business uh, a few years back. I can only imagine how you feel right now if... Uh, you're in kid ministry, and you have you started your own business re- business recently, and you're you're probably shut down now. I I don't know, either way, or you're just you know you're at wit's end, you're struggling. Uh, and I try to gather uh, thoughts and perspective of people. There's there's you know every one of us are affected to some degree or other, 
and how this is affecting you and in your kid ministry and and then it affects our kids so you have that household where some people have lost their jobs have had a business or about to lose it or if you're on furlough you got a little you know you got some uh support there because you're able to file for unemployment and if you're like me i still haven't got mine employment. i'm on furlough i don't have my first unemployment they haven't got to my claim yet and i applied you know a month ago and uh here in west virginia and i'm i called actually just this morning i actually got through for the first time in uh several days of attempted calls and calls and calls and finally got through the voicemails and the holds that uh my claim is still there and they haven't got to it yet so uh when they do i get the back pay for unemployment for all this time i've been waiting so which really isn't a lot so you, you have parents who are uh, experiencing this you have um some of you uh parents are by yourselves uh some of you it, it's split you know one's on layoff or no job unemployment and one of you are uh, considered an essential worker Has, hasn't that been an interesting topic and terminology has been brought out lately uh, I'm of the mindset nobody is not essential. Uh, it's just that some people are more essential at this season of life right now. So kudos to all of you out there working in our medical fields and, and all that. And, and I also want to say this. This is another field of employees out there that has, I have not yet to hear anybody give a uh, big thank you and shout out to this group of people. And that's the people working in the unemployment office. And I, I know our medical staff are encountering the virus firsthand, and there's a lot more at stake there and working a lot of hours and our truckers and, and things like that. But what about the people working at the unemployment office who have never seen this type of uh, onslaught of, of, of a workload before in their lives? And they're working around the clock. Um, and so when I called, I, I said, oh, man, I finally got through. And, and uh, she kind of laughed. I said, and I said, I said, I really, you know, I appreciate these people doing what they do. And I said, I was afraid that I messed something up on my side of filing for unemployment. I feel like I messed up on doing something and I locked, you know, messed my account up. And I, that's why I haven't heard from you. She goes, oh, no, no, no. She goes, it's all. She goes, we're just so busy. We just haven't got to your claim. Because I see it here. I see your history on it. You're still good to go. We just haven't got to actually process it. And we will call you. And I said, oh, good. Thank you so much. You know, and, and. Uh, I, I knew when I called, I wasn't going to blame nobody or go off on them. I wasn't about to do that because I know they are taking a, a massive workload right now uh, throughout all this, probably more than what we're able to comprehend. I mean, you have what uh, I don't know, whatever percentage of your state is without a job now, and it's all on their shoulders. So uh, there, you got that going. So uh, all this stuff accumulated together, um, and and. And I, I doodles down and funnels down to our kids. I'm thinking, how are they taking this? So on one side, I'm thinking, okay, these kids are probably enjoying this as a, uh, an extended school vacation. And maybe some of them now are getting to the point where, okay, this is getting really boring. And some of them are, and a lot of kids, I know some of our kids, uh, they love school. So there's, there's obviously a bunch of kids out there who can't wait to go back to school and they may be getting kind of antsy, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're not going to be going back this year for sure. So uh, they probably say, okay, they probably chucked it up and say, okay, well, wait till next year to go back to school. And uh, so you got that uh, perspective of children that are, you know, taking this pretty lazadaically. I mean, just, just taking it easy and uh, enjoying the time off and probably, uh, uh, 
you know, enjoying some time with their parents. If there's a good connection with the parents and the kids out there and the parents are, you know, working with them and raising their kids right and spending time with them and being creative with them, you have a, a good balanced formula of a household there that's handling this very well. And you have to admit there's people out there, unfortunately, we have children that are living in homes that have a parent or parents, uh, step-parents that are about to pull their hair out and don't really love their kids like they should. Uh, that's the downside here. There, there's a group of people out there that, you know, I want these kids out of here. I can't handle this no more. Um, you know, and God knows where that road goes. And, and Lord help and protect our children that are out in environments like that. And you actually have parents who love their children and are just not, they don't have the finance, they don't have the support to carry on and are probably encountering much more difficult times than we can imagine right now because of all this. And when this stuff hits the parents, hits mom and dad or the legal guardian, and they begin to break down, the kids pick up on this, and I believe that affects them more than the pandemic itself. And when they begin to see their parents' emotions and they feel and sense what's going on, that something's not right, that something's hurtful, it scares them because they don't know. They can't relate to what we go through uh, as adults in adult life, you know, with the finances. And, you know, we might be losing our car or our home. We might be getting evicted. Uh, you know, that, that's in some states and cities, it's, that's going on. Um, that, that's, that's the truth. Evictions are still taking place. And, uh, you know, it's not only a mag great of a magnitude, but it's out there happening because of all this. So you have children and families going through this stuff. And so there, there's two different sides of this. You got kids who are like, you know, hey, it's fun time, a big vacation. You know, we're stuck at home, can't go nowhere, but I get to be on my computer and play games a lot. And, I, and the other side is, are there really children out there? And this is where I have question marks, and this is where I have... Um, doubts but i guess it does happen are kids really scared out there and are they really you know shuddering in the corners of their bedroom or in a closet under blankets hiding from the boogeyman that the pandemic's going to get them are they really scared of this virus like a lot of adults are uh i, I really don't see that um but i'm sure there's some out there um so I, that's why i'm asking our parents you know how are your kids taking this right now um, I, I kind of feel probably because I want to feel this way. I believe the majority of the children, this is not really affecting them to the point like it does us and that they're just, you know, Hey, it's school vacation and get to go play more, get to play games. I believe it's probably the general consensus of a lot. I might say a lot of kids. It really depends on how much the parents let out and expose their kids as far as the dark side of all this. And uh, the effects of it, I guess it, it depends on how much information your children are exposed to, how they absorb it, how they uh, perceive it as far as the pandemic goes. And when we're through all this, if this begins to turn around, you know, in a month or, God forbid, three months from now, um, the longer this takes, obviously this could affect kids even more. Um, so, so there's that. And so I'm trying to look on the other side of this thing. When we come back to kids church, 
what are we what are our kids going to be like what are we going to be like you know um you and i are experiencing things you know a lot of us working in kid ministry uh some of many of you out there have worked kid ministry by yourself um you know, literally by yourself. You've been holding the fort down for, you know, 10, 12, 20 kids, and you have helpers in your kid's church. But let's face it, there's there's one or two people um, in your kid ministry, if you have a, a small team, there's you and maybe one or two more that carry the passion and the desire and the mindset and, and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You just carry the burden of the ministry more than everyone else. And that's not to be condescending in any way. That's a fact. A pastor, let's look at your pastor. Your pastor has more of a passion and desire and a burden for the saints of church than you do. That's not condescending. That's the fact. That's the way it is. And the same goes with any ministry leader. Um, if that person is so involved and, and wholeheartedly giving himself to that ministry, he has, he has more compassion and, and uh, desire to take and oversee people in their ministry and their little flock more than, you do, more than other people do. And that's why they're there, number one. That's why they're in that leadership, because they have this desire to look over it and be that little shepherd over that little flock of people. And no matter if it's in your kid ministry or your youth or your college, uh, your seniors, uh, the church itself. Um, there's kid ministers out there. You you see this stuff and you think about this thing, and you know honestly, the rest of the team doesn't think this far ahead all the time. Uh, some I, I'm blessed to have in my team. I have a young couple. You know, Travis and Alexa. You, they're here, um, and I'm going to dart off and chase this rabbit. So someone remind me and put me back where I need to go after this. It's very rare that you see a husband and wife team that work, and I know a couple of other people out that's like this too, that both of them love kid ministry. Normally, it's one spouse that has the desire to lead the kid ministry. A lot of times, it's the, it's the wife, the lady who does it, and then the husband is supportive, but, you know, he'd rather go work and eh, go play drums or something. You know what I'm saying? And, and but they'll support, his, they'll support uh, his wife and, hey, go ahead, do what you want, honey, have fun with the kid ministry. Uh, it's not my forte. And that's fine. That's the way a lot of people are. And uh, it's kind of rare, rare that you can see a husband and wife team who both want to be in kid ministry, who both, as a matter of fact, these two were involved in kid ministry before they got married. It was in church together, working together, and then ended up getting married. So that's, that's, that's kind of like a dream thing there, okay, uh, to be involved with someone like that in your life and in ministry. And then, you know, now they're up here and intern to work for our kids church. Uh, this is kind of a great chemistry to have. And not everyone's like that. Um, usually it's just, like I said, one of the, the one spouse that wants to spearhead and work in kids ministry and has the support of the other to help. Um, so, so you got that going. Um, and then there, there's my rabbit I chase, so I'm thankful to have them here. I'm glad that they have that and uh, that going for them. And so uh, coming back uh, here to where I was trying to go to, if I can put myself back in, 
what, what are we going to look at? When we come back in the church, what's the mindset of our children going to be like? Is it going to be, oh, like holding their breath underwater, coming back out, and, oh, I'm glad we're back here on, on dry land, and, and uh, it's fun to be back, and it's going to be excited and have revival and, and uh, you know, on our kids' church. Uh, yeah, that stuff's going to happen. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a degree of that and a lot of testimony and video to see that happening out there. Um, but I, depending on how long this whole pandemic lasts and this shutdown, I, I really wonder, you know, there's got to be one or two kids out there that we're going to have that this may affect very negatively. And they may have a serious, you know, change of mind or something. It could be for the better. It could be for the worst. So what do we look out for? What, what do we... Again, we're all in this together. N- none of you can tell us, can give the answer to this. We can, we can give uh, some input and say, okay, this could happen, that could happen. We could speculate all we want to. And we kind of need to and put that stuff out there and say, look for this, watch for that, what happens if this happens. We have to look at every scenario, you know, and at the same time, be ready to deal with it, but we're not armed with nothing. Uh, we're, we literally have to deal with this as it comes along. Um, and God help us all to have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to help our kids, you know, if they show forth some type of reaction from all this coming back. Um, some kids could come out of this. If there's a, there a bad experience with all this, they could not, they can come back and say, I don't want to be, I don't trust God no more. They, they could have a really bad experience and, you know, things could turn south. It, it just, we're human. This happens to adults, folks. This, this is going to happen to uh, adults uh, lose faith. But I, uh, I think that's slim to none honestly, on that side of it, but there is that potential. Um, on the other side, you know, we can come out and just, like I said, just have a great turnout and kids maybe be stronger. They could be the same, you know. Uh, let, let's hope they learn and grow from this spiritually as well, you know, as uh, in, in the world and secularly, that they, you know, learn some things and realize that they're part of a, a global historical event here and they don't comprehend that. Uh, all the thing they can comprehend right now is Fortnite. So, uh, and I, and I don't want to throw this out there too. One more thing that this this kind of popped in my head here because it crossed my mind the other morning. And I look at all of our, um, I look at a lot of posts online from churches that we see how the church is erupting uh, in, on social media, how. Uh, the church is in the home more than ever has before, and that this has been a, a, a very wise and strategic move and a, a form, a method, how God has worked in our homes and how this is being used as a tool to put church back in the homes more than ever before, and that, that's great. But let's, I just want to be like a watchman on tower here. I, I realize we're putting stuff on media, we're putting stuff on uh, online and trying to reach out to our kids in ministry. Let, let's not be fooled into thinking that our saints and our church members are face-planting themselves into the Bible five and six hours a day, uh, falling on their knees in the, in the house, worshiping God eight hours a day. Let's not be fooled 
into thinking that is happening. Uh, that's hap- those hours are being absorbed on Netflix, folks. That's, let's, be, let's be honest. Those hours, you know, that's what's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Uh, at the same time, there is a degree. There is, there is a portal of heaven into our homes now. Uh, more than ever before. So uh, let, let's not misperceive the you know image that we're putting out there. We think we're trying to satisfy ourselves by putting out our videos and thinking, okay, our kids are great. They're falling closer to God. This whole thing with us trying to reach on media, it's by a thread, folks. We're, we're fortunate to be able to have the social media to reach to kids. God knows what we have. It would be totally dependent upon the parents if we didn't have social media. If we didn't have means of methods to connect to our kids and our kids' church, to our saints and our churches. So if we didn't have these, this, this technology today to do this, the, the spiritual well-being of every home will be rest upon the shoulders of mom and dad. Period. And I preach to myself as I preach to you uh, social media right now is a godsend. It is a life preserver for a lot of families right now. Because I don't believe every family is growing and living or has been living the traditional way in the home that we, our forefathers, did. And as we probably should be. Uh, raising your kids and praying with them and involving them in the things of the church and the ministry at home. And really teaching them and being the example as best you can and doing what godly parents should be doing with their children. And I'm not talking about watching Veggie Tales on a daily basis. It's a little bit more than that, folks. Come on. Um, I really believe that the social media, the podcast, the Facebook, Instagram video stuff we're doing is literally a lifeline, a life preserver tossed out there to keep families afloat uh, to some, to many. I'm not discrediting your faith. I'm not discrediting what you've done. I'm just saying, as a whole out there, there's a lot of families out there in our congregations that uh, they're Sunday morning people, and that's it. And if it wasn't for our online services and everything, we may lose them through all this. So let's not think that we're, you know, I'm sure to a degree the church is growing in strength and number through all this. Without a doubt, the church globally is growing right now and becoming very, very strong. At the same time, there's people that, because of the situations uh, that they're facing financially, their homes, possessions, uh, losing things, you know, they could be losing possessions, they can lose their faith. So that, that, that's happening to some people. And 
there's a lot of you out there, this is my soapbox here on this, that are posting stuff on Facebook and Instagram, how well you're doing and how strong you are and you're trying to encourage other people. Uh, stand strong. God's going to be with us in this. Wait till you start losing everything. That really tests your faith. There's a lot of us right now early in this pandemic and shut down, and I'm dressing us as adults right now, uh, kidmen aside, but I'm addressing because I see this a lot, and I, and I, I fear for people. I don't, I thank you for showing your faith and expressing your faith, but a lot of people haven't experienced trouble yet because we've been through worse. When, when it, this thing hits you to the point to where, God forbid, this lasts two, three months more, and those of you who are working no longer have a job and experience that loss, and, and, and things start shutting down work, and if they get worse, uh, talk about being tested. Now, I'm thankful for everything God's done for all of us right now, but there's a point when you start losing stuff yourself, out of your house, out of your pocket, I pray you can still stand up and say with the same amount of clarity and faith that you trust God through all that. I really do. And I hope it doesn't get to that point. But um, I haven't lost nothing yet. I, you know, it's scary. I'm on that verge. I'm, you know, I've already told you what I've been through. And, you know, I don't have unemployment. I don't have no income coming in. I don't have no savings to fall back on. I mean, I, what little bit I did, I, I've already got it out there. I've been making my vehicle payments with it, keeping my insurance up. My wife's barely keeping her hours on right now. Uh, it keeps going longer. It could, we don't know what we're facing. So keeping our faith in God is, is, is true, um, and we need to share it. Uh, let's make sure that we're real with that, folks. Let's, you know. Let's make sure that, you know, we truly have our faith in Him more than anything. And uh, because it can be trying for all of us. If it, if it goes south and goes worse, and we're just praying, hoping, and believing that it's not. I, and after seeing and hearing the reports from President Trump, how we've peaked out on um, our cases and uh, outbreak, and there's light at the end of the tunnel, and we're going on the downside of this, I am, believe you me, I am holding on that with everything I've got right now. I'm like, I am listening to that and that alone. Uh, I... <laughs> Regardless of how much of a depression the, the country's in right now and the stocks or whatever, everything that keeps falling, what he said, I am holding on to that because you want to hold on to what good news you find. And, um, and uh, because everything good comes from above, I'm going to look at that word from President Trump as a, as a good thing from God. That's what we want to hear. That's what we need to hear. That builds our faith and gives us hope uh, to hear that. Uh, if you're listening to things that are always downplaying the economy, downplaying the outcome of all this and makes it worse and worse, you really need to change what you're listening to. Uh, but again, you know, what, what's it going to be like when we come back to kids' church? Uh, are we going to be facing some uh, different children? Are we going to be facing the same kids? Uh, I don't know. So it remains to be seen. Uh, I want to, uh, hopefully I get a good response from our parents from our kids' church on how their kids are actually feeling and encountering and, and, and coping with this right now at being stuck at home. And uh, I will share it with you if, if and when I get enough of that to come back. So if you go online and just check things out, I, I go to the CDC 
Uh, and there's other places to go to, but uh, I checked on how stressful outbreaks can be. And, and I look at how it affects people physically, and this is adults, uh, changes in your sleep and eating patterns. Uh, I, yeah, uh, we're all gaining weight. We're all probably napping a little bit too much because we're getting so bored. Uh, difficulty sleepy or concentrating. Uh, Kaching, yep, there's another one right there. Um, worsening of chronic health problems, worsening of mental health conditions. Uh, we're, we're, you know, this plays on us. Uh, unfortunately, there's increased use of alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs in some homes. Uh, fear and worry about your own health and uh, the health of your loved ones uh, begins to take and uh, take control of your mind. So there, there's a lot of spiritual battle here just by reading a list like this that we have to be strong as mom and dads, uh, parents, kid ministry. Uh, we have to pray and build our faith up against these things because it's just natural this stuff comes to us this natural effect, side effects of being quarantined and, and confined like this, excuse me, um, mentally, I think is, is the biggest thing. And, uh, and everyone's going to react differently to different situations. Um, so uh, get on there, look on some things on how being confined and quarantine can affect you. Uh, is the best way I can say um, to try to be ready, prepare, Again, I, I don't think there's going to be that big of a problem when we come back in kids' church, but I'm not going to take it for granted there's not. I, I want to be ready because uh, I, it would break my heart to come back and to see one or two kids, you know, adversely affected by the pandemic and spiritually, you know, and we want to help them and, and uh, get them back on their feet spiritually uh, as best we can because. Uh, you know, getting the contact with them now, you know, especially if living in a home without a parents who don't come to church like your best kids, that there's, there you go. You know, uh, you, they're probably not seeing your online work. They're probably not, you know, staying in touch with the things of God. You just never know. And then the thing they could be praying, they could be getting the Holy Ghost at home and you don't even know it yet. And uh, having an experience with God at their house. So some things yet are, remain yet to be seen. Uh, so I just take care of yourself, take care of, um, uh, your mind. I, I, I've been battling things, my mind. Uh, I have a history of depression in my life and, uh, all my life I have, uh, some years have been way worse than others. And you know, the effects of the, of the depression and does that. And so being home a lot, uh, yeah, yeah. D trust me. I, I've, uh, I've thought I've made some decisions in my life to do <laughs> here lately that is not right, and I have to uh, do what the Bible says, encourage myself in God, and uh, try to shake that stuff off. So um, you're not alone if you're experiencing that stuff. So uh, if you're one of those people out there who are just wake up out of bed and uh, throwing flowers everywhere and dancing and singing and tiptoeing around the house and with angel wings and God bless you, you have more faith and closer to God than any of us. And I wish I was like you, but I'm not. So, um, yeah, being at home stuck a lot affects us all. I'm just being honest with you. Um, I, I think about this stuff. You know, I think about, you know, uh, what if I lose this? What if I lose that? I should probably not go back into kid ministry after this church because I will not be emotionally stable when I'm done here. Um, uh, pastor, have someone else ready to take over this because uh, I, I can't hold up through this pandemic. You need someone else to take over.
you see this kind of, this is, you're not alone in this. Um, so, and keep doing the best you can out there. Uh, do, you know, put those videos out there. That's about all you can do, you know. Contact the parents if you can talk to the kids, you can talk to the parents. Some way communication out there. It's all we can do. I know Easter Sunday, our, uh, on Easter Sunday, our uh, staff, six of us, uh, three of us couples here, uh, delivered Easter baskets. It was a last-minute idea. We got some baskets, went to Dollar Tree, got a bunch of Easter candy and made baskets, and we split up, and um, a trio of us, uh, three couples, went out and took different parts of our towns and delivered Easter baskets to our kids' homes on their doorstep. Did a door dash uh, on Easter Sunday. And I uh, um, got some good response out of that and made some kids very happy. So it doesn't have to be an Easter door. You can do a DoorDash now. And just uh, the Dollar Trees are open. The Dollar Tree stores are open. You can still go out. And uh, I mean, for $200, we spent $200 to buy 35 or 40 Easter baskets full of candy. It was literally under 200 It was like 180 is all we spent. And uh, I went out and bought all this stuff by myself in one shopping cart. You know, 35 baskets, a dollar a piece, and, and certain Easter candies and stuff, and stuffed animals for a buck a piece. And under $180, we were able to supply 35 kids some uh, a goodie basket on a DoorDash. So it doesn't have to be Easter theme, obviously, because that's over with. You can still do a DoorDash now and make something up and put some stuff together, and it doesn't have to be a special occasion. Just just do it and get some people, contacts, and those in your staff to help you out and say, hey, let's just take some stuff out to our kids just because. And, uh, you know, do that. I encourage you to please do that. Uh, go beyond the, on the social media connection, and uh, you don't have to, you know, open the door and talk to kids. Some of them were there expecting us because we told the parents we were coming. And uh, some of them didn't. The majority of them, we put the basket on the porch right in front of the door, rang the doorbell, knocked the door, and took off. If they were there to meet us, we'd say, hey, hey, and, you know, and leave. And uh, otherwise, just uh, do something like that. Just do it. And let the parents know you're coming. Um, so because uh, we don't want stuff sitting on the porch and getting old or rained on or whatever. Um, let them know, hey, we're going to come. Don't tell the kids. but. You know, hey, we got, we're going to bring them a little gift basket out there because uh, we're thinking about them. And I think doing stuff like that will um, help build that and reinforce that bond with you and your kids, your kids' ministry, especially the kids that their parents don't come to church, your bus kids mainly. Um, I don't fret so much over our church kids because their parents are going to be back there anyway. They got the Jesus thing going on in their home and, and stuff. I mean, they still need to hear from you. They still need to hear that and have that connection and receive that from you. But uh, focus on those kids that are your best kids. Uh, reach out and take something to them. Uh, even if it's just a little brown bag full of stuff, you know, a little gift baggie full of candy or something with their name on it. Uh, here's the other idea we're going to do. We're going to be doing a, I haven't talked to my team about it yet, but we're going to do a physical envelope mail out to our kids. And hopefully our online uh, family address system is current up to date because I know some are not. Some people have moved. They didn't change their addresses. But we want to mail out an interactive uh, form, a letter to our kids. They get in the mail themselves. And uh, that still carries a lot of potential. 
that still carries a lot of potency whenever you send a child something in the mail and they get something addressed to them. And it includes a letter from your Kidsman staff and, and use it as a tool to engage them and their parents to come back online to your Facebook page or whatever and uh, say, hey, you know, we got this going on. Um, we have this challenge. We have this uh, game we want to play on our Facebook page. Send them a letter. This is when it starts. Um, go online, engage with us, and let's, let's make this happen. Let's have some fun. So, um, again, I, I have no idea what we're going to see when we come back out of this. I, I, I obviously, um, it sounds like I'm pessimistic, but I'm not. I have to watch that stuff. I have to be aware of, of things that could happen. But overall, I'm very optimistic uh, that when we come back, um, everything's going to be fine. That's the way I want to, because that's the way I want to believe. I don't want it to be bad. I don't want to come back to a, a, a basket full of messed up kids <laughs> emotionally. I want us to come back and like, oh, we're so glad to be back and, and start off with a party and, and a welcome home party, what we're going to do in our kids' church when we come back. And we're going to have a, a good time, Lord willing. And uh, uh, some things can be learned and talked about when we get back. And so I, I anticipate a, a great welcome home party in our kids' church uh, when this is all over. Uh, God help us all, and I pray that uh, um, you guys are holding on out there. I know you are, because I see what you're putting on Facebook. And then again, there's a lot of you I don't see. The majority we don't see out there. We don't know what you're going through. We don't know. I pray that somehow that this has helped you, give you some hope and, you know, uh, some relative uh, meaning here, and let you know that, you know, we're, we're going through it too. You know, it affects us emotionally, mentally. We have those doubts. This happens. We're stuck at home. You know, our, our minds become idle. That's the way we are. So we have to stay busy praying and stay focused on our ministry to keep that fire burning. So keep those um, uh, spiritual fires kindled and burning and uh, stay strong. And when we get out of this, I pray you're still there on the other side with us as well in some form or fashion and, and uh, be ready to fire up your kid ministry again in a, in a great way. So. God bless you. I'm out of here, and uh, uh, maybe next time I can have someone join me here. I don't know. So um, have a great one. Be safe out there, and uh, you're awesome. God bless you and your kid ministry. Because it makes me feel that I belong. Seems we just get started. Before you know it Guess it's time